Brittany Estep. And I'm Chip Richter. And you're listening to the Roots and Wings podcast. A conversation about faith, family, and parenting. We're glad you're listening. Hello there, friends. Welcome back to the Roots and Wings podcast. I'm glad you're joining me today. Uh, I am solo at the moment here in the studio all by myself, and uh, we have a really good episode coming, and I'm excited to introduce it to you. But before I do, I just want to say that this particular episode, we are actually video videoing this one, and the video of this will be a complete uh, podcast with the video will be available to our patrons. We have a Patreon page now. So, and we have some patrons there, some patron families who are supporting um, the stuff I'm doing with kids and families and also uh, supporting the podcast. So, so I know that we've not announced this officially on the Roots and Wings podcast yet, but now we are. So this is it. Um, we have a Patreon page, and if you want, the links are right here in the show notes. You can also, um, up on my website, you can see links too, and also on the uh, on the Roots and Wings website. Um, and just check it out and see if it's something that you want to be a part of. If you have any questions or um, want to know anything about that, you can email me, chip at chiprichter.com. But um, we really do appreciate those of you who are, who are watching uh, on Patreon. So we'll, um, yeah, we're going to just explore other, other ways to do this too. Um, so it, as it goes along. All right. Well, that's sort of the commercials and, and that's it. But now listen, here's what we're doing. Last week, my brother, Jeff is a licensed, um, professional mental health counselor, therapist, and he came on our podcast cause we just felt like we were at a time where people really, you know, have a lot of feelings, a lot of emotions are running high, and uh, and he was able to bring us just a really good perspective and some good insight, um, and we got a, a lot of really good feedback. Um, folks who were just contacting me, telling me how much they appreciated it and how they were sharing it with their friends and others that they knew, and I really appreciated that. And, and I thought, well, you know what? This was it was such, it was such good feedback. I thought we should just keep it going. So I invited Jeff to come back this week. So. Jeff uh, joined me uh, via Zoom uh, this morning, and we recorded this conversation. We just kind of picked it up where we left off last week, and um, I think I think it's going to be helpful for you. It's been helpful for me to talk to him, and uh, and it, we're gonna uh, as you, as you'll hear, we're gonna have Jeff back um, because I do think he just the, his insight and and some of what he can bring to our conversation. Uh, I think it'd just be really helpful for us. In these days. So without further ado, here we go. This is uh, me and my brother Jeff just having a conversation. You're welcome to join. Um, I'm talking about this podcast that I shared with you that I listened to uh, on on being with Krista Tippett when she was interviewing um, a monk whose name was, is, Remember his name, brother brother David Steindl Rast. Anyway, it's what struck me. The title of that podcast was um, something like Three Steps to Gratitude" or something. And and as I listened to it, I just couldn't help but remember. Just 
because our podcast that we just did together last week was pretty fresh, our conversation. In fact, very fresh, because right. I spent a, I spent a couple hours editing, so we, sure. our, our voices were in my head. But anyway, a lot of what they were saying just was like, I thought, this is a lot like what we're talking about, you know, and added mm -hmm. to so I sent it to you. Mm -hmm. and, um, and you said you listened to it. And so you and I were having another conversation, and I thought, hey, let's just do this again for everybody else, because I really felt like right. um, it would be helpful. Mm -hmm. And just keep on going. Because we had a, a lot of really good feedback last mm -hmm. week. And I think this is just really kind of hitting home with a lot of folks. Just what, just this idea of our feelings, our emotions, our fears, and our anxieties. And this right. word anxiety is the word that we want to get into a little bit and talk about. Right, right. Um, so let me set it up a little bit. And you can go, I'll just kind of re, kind of replay our conversation that we had privately. So Jeff, right. I heard this podcast and this guy was saying, because I remember last week you said, no, I don't think anxiety is a good thing for us. And then, but and then in this podcast, this guy's going, well, anxiety is good, you know, and he has this mm -hmm. German accent. So <laughs> anxiety right. is good. Fear is bad, you know. And yeah. I thought, and I thought, well, I got to ask Jeff about this now. So, so, so you heard it too. So yeah. let's talk about that. Right. And, and I think that, you know, because of the, the arena in which we're using the word. So for mm -hmm. instance, he's using, I, I told you, I think, you know, from a philosophical standpoint, that's where he's talking about in the area of philosophy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think when he's saying anxiety is good, I'm thinking anxiety from a mental health standpoint is pathologic. It's it's something that we diagnose people with when we're diagnosing right. mental illnesses, right? right? And so how can anxiety be good? And I think it's, I don't know if the word semantics or how you want to, to use it, but I think that when I spoke last week about the difference between pressure, stress, and anxiety, you know, that I said pressure is a good force on our life. That's mm -hmm. a, it's a positive force. It's a force that we all need. I think he's using anxiety from that same perspective. I think when I say the word pressure, I'm talking about the same thing that he's talking about when he uses the word anxiety. When he uses the word fear, I think that is more akin to what I'm talking about when I'm talking about anxiety. Mm -hmm. So when I'm talking to clients about anxiety, I, I have made the comment that all anxiety is rooted in fear, right? Fear of the unknown, that, mm -hmm. that distress, that distressing feeling that we have. And so I think he and I are kind of on the same page in the sense that, um, that there is a, there is a force in our life that is a positive force. Mm. He calls it anxiety. I call it pressure. There's a force in our life that is a destructive force or an unhealthy force. He calls it fear. I'm calling it anxiety. And so <laughs> I think that, I think we're, we're both, you know, like, I think we're in a, like the same line of thinking. I just yeah. think we use just different words to describe that experience. Right. I think you're exactly right. In fact, so we had that conversation and, and I think you're exactly right. I just thought it was interesting, you know, uh, no one either right or wrong, but how it just exactly flipped was just kind of interesting. Right. But you're right, though, the two arenas that you both come from, his world of being more within the world of philosophy and, and as a thinker, and you in, in more in the world of actually treating mental 
health and, and anxieties that are damaging, you know, causing right. damage. So get, uh, I'm right. bringing healing to that so that I get it. So right. I pulled up the, they actually have some, tra- they had transcripts on this and cause I remembered this other, and I want to read to you that, and to, to show you that you are exactly right. Krista Tippett says, so we have to acknowledge our anxiety, but we must not fear. And then he says, not fear. Yes, there's a great difference. He, he says anxiety or anxious, being anxious, this word, this is what I think is interesting. This lines up with you. This word comes from the root that means narrowness or choking. The original anxiety is our birth anxiety. We all come into this world through this very uncomfortable process of being born unless you happen to be a cesarean baby. It's really a life and death struggle and both the mother and for both the mother and the child. And that's the original prototype of anxiety. So when you say pressure, I mean that's what he's ex- describing too. Mm-hmm. He's ex- describing this all, you know, almost <clears throat> almost life-threatening pressure. And that's kind of where anxiety w- w- could take you in a sense or you know what that's where the clinical sense where you're going with it, you know, right. and he's saying that as well. So I, I just see it lining up exactly right. Um, uh, and, and, and I'm this podcast, we're going to put, put a link to it here in the show notes. And I would encourage listeners to check it out. It's, mm-hmm. it's really the same conversation from a little different perspective and a little different angle, which I think can be really helpful um, for people because you know, Jeff, you said it last week, everybody processes things in so many different ways, you know. Um, Edit that out. Um, yeah, we'll get that out, no problem. Yeah, I think that the the uniqueness of who we are, all the things that go into us being who we are today, how we think about things, how we experience things, how we interpret things, mm-hmm. that also plays into how we process pressure in our life. Right. And I think that um, it's interesting, these, this, the difference in words and, um, and the similarities in thought, I guess, is a way to put that, that, you know, we're thinking about these things kind of the same way, but we're talking about them differently. Um, as a, you know, prompted by our conversation about, the the idea that anxiety can be a good thing i you know i was reading and thinking a little more about it and um thinking about it from the philosophical world and um there's a a philosopher from the early to mid 1800s um pretty popular you know when you think about philosophy guys his name comes up as uh, kierkegaard mm-hmm. and he talks about the dizziness of freedom the, you know, that you have this, that, and, and he's saying that's what anxiety is. Anxiety is a dizziness of freedom. The fact that you can, you're free to have a decision versus like a rock is a rock is a rock. It has no choices in life. It's just going mm-hmm. to be a rock, right? Um, animals are driven by animal instinct. They don't often get a lot of choice, but human beings, we recognize we have the freedom to choose mm-hmm. to make decisions you know, how do I feel about this? You know, who, you know, who am I? That kind of things. It gets kind of into that whole ex- existential meaning of life kind of things. And, um, and I think that 
You know, so as reading about that, as thinking about this idea of meaning, this idea of of making sense of life, of processing life existentially, and um, and that whole idea of getting to make a decision, and that's a pressure, right? That's a pressure. How am I going to think about this? How make am the I going right to choice, feel about this? Right. right? There, choose and so there, right? And so a lot of times for people, that is anxiety producing. That is mm-hmm. stressful. That is a pressure on them. And so um, I, I guess I was getting back to this idea of making meaning. And it's, and I think all of our experiences in life, all the things that we've learned, all the things that we've been conditioned to believe, all of the things that we've drawn conclusions from our experiences, all of those things lead us up to processing or thinking about life in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And if we've had traumatic experiences as a child, our 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 sense of uh, anxiety, our our fears mm-hmm. have been elevated. We we grow accustomed to living in fear. We grow accustomed to that being a an ever present you know part of our life. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we will process our anxiety. We will think about our anxiety, those things that are pressures. We will think about them and in different ways. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the idea of the uniqueness of why one person may feel something about, you know, something mm-hmm. another person will feel something else. Well, I right? think I hear a lot in our society today, which I think is a good thing. Like when you're listening to a, a radio broadcast or someone, t- they'll say, we just want to warn you that there's some triggers in this story. And I think it's, isn't that what people are referring to? They're kind of, right. I think people are looking out for each other by saying we recognize that we are we all have perhaps trauma in our lives that that remains a, 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 you know what do you want to call it a spot a place a a, a, a sensitivity to right. the anxiety of that trauma right or that right. came from that that can come back to you like in almost right. in an instant. Mm-hmm. Seeming yeah. right is that how that works? When they yeah. call it a trigger, it almost seems like a light switch. I imagine you turn it on and almost got, you know, it's all right there again. Right. And right. that's the that's what's really crazy about, and that's what you're treating. That's what you're working to help people right. with. Right. Because when it's when it becomes this incapacitating thing that can be flipped on, in a you know in a second. Mm-hmm. My goodness, what a hard thing for a person to have. Yeah. And I think the other thing we hear in in society today is a pushback against any kind of any kind of sensitivity like the the word trigger is is kind of a buzzword it's yeah. kind of a yeah. a word that you know when you hear it you land on one side or the other you either land on oh that's ridiculous that's you know somebody's just too sensitive that kind of thing mm. the other side of it is that you hear it and you think of how somebody's being impacted by this experience, right? Right, right. And so, just like everything in our in our society in our culture today, we are so divided, right? Mm-hmm. That every word has you'll fall on one side or the other, given your you know your influences or your mm-hmm. agenda or your perspective. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing: the word trigger is simply. Uh, an abbreviated way, abbreviated way to say that I'm having a response to something, 
we're all triggered. Everything triggers sure. us. You're sure. triggered. I'm triggered. Everybody's triggered. It's simply uh, an abbreviation for saying, when I see this, it evokes in me some kind of a reaction, either an emotional reaction or a cognitive reaction. It, it simply means that I am aware of life going on around me and I'm reacting to it. And right. It's not always a negative thing. You know, if somebody's triggered, doesn't mean they're always, you know, it, it isn't like that's simply a word used to describe somebody having a negative experience. Mm-hmm. Right. It's simply a shortened way of saying a lot of stuff. I think that, and I think that's important to say because that was kind of, was where my mind was going with this. I was going to ask you, you know, can, can we be so um, hypersensitive that we insulate ourselves too much from stuff? That we create this vacuum around ourselves where we actually are becoming unhealthy from the inside out. You know, where I think absolutely. You know. I think I think somebody trying to avoid being triggered or somebody trying to avoid having an emotional reaction. Or avoiding pressure. Just right. avoiding we're, just, Yeah, we're avoiding or we're not facing yeah. that that negative emotion within us, that that stressful anxiety okay. that's in us. Right. And so we can either face our fears or we can avoid the things that cause us fear. We can either face our anxieties or we can avoid and deny or deny that we even have anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that although it's uncomfortable and in some instances potentially dangerous to face things that you're not ready to face. But I think it's important to face them. But I think, um, well, let me back up. I think that um, it's, I don't think it's a healthy approach to live in denial, right? Because that's like saying that something that does exist doesn't exist. That's kind of being self-deceptive. And I also don't think it's healthy to live a life of avoidance, trying to avoid things. I think Mm -hmm. the healthiest way we could be is to experience life in its fullness, good and bad, rewarding and challenging, however you want to describe it, but to live our life in its fullest and acceptance, you know, living it like with a radical acceptance that this is what it is Mm -hmm. and I'm just going to have to deal with it. uh, Let's stick on this point a minute. I think that's a really important point. That this is just to be able to accept this is what it is. Right. uh, Because that becomes... What are you saying? Well, I think, are we saying, I'm going to choose to, to live in reality here. I'm going to mm-hmm. choose to. And really what you're saying, what you're doing when you're saying that is, um, I think that person is doing what you said last week, was the really important place to be is not in the past, not in the future, but in the present. This, right. is, the, this is the healthiest place to be, and this is the happiest place to be. Mm-hmm. This is the most fulfilled place to be. And... So someone who's not in that place is is in an unrealistic place, right? In some way, in some ways, because even mm-hmm. the past, though it did happen, it's still a memory, and right. not real. And if it, mm-hmm. if you if you live in it like it's real, there's that's something. So I think it's really important when you said so. So maybe part of becoming present, which we, if, if you agree with our conversation, is a happy place, a good place, a healthy place. Then maybe the. the for some of us, the beginnings of that is to accept, which right. is the hard is, and miss, maybe that's the hard part. 
Right. But really, maybe that's one of the hard parts about this mm-hmm. process. Yeah, and I don't want to discount the the reality of trauma in people's lives. I mean, well, no, no, I'm, some yeah. people have been victimized in, in horrific ways, and it they've been wounded, they've been mm-hmm. scarred. Um, some wounds aren't even scarred; they're still open, and sure. and they're still feeling the pain of that. Um, the emotional scarring, the emotional pain of that. And that's some of what you're talking about here is, right. is helping. Let's talk about how to help someone or get that. Right. Get the and, and, and because of that, being in the moment, being present, isn't, isn't always, it isn't always a happy place, right? It isn't right. always an easy place to right. be. That's important but to say. But it's the reality. It's the real place. Yeah. And, and it, and I don't think, all emotional wounds and all emotional trauma are things that people, especially given the fact that you are the one who is wounded, you are the one who is suffering right now. Mm. A lot of times you need the help of somebody else to help you recover and heal from that. And sure. that's what, that's what therapy is. That's right. what counseling is. That's what parenting is, right? right. It's right. It's helping people to recover and helping people to, to be healthy and go on with life from a healthy way versus staying in that woundedness. And I think that whole avoidance, the idea that I want to avoid this thing that triggers me, Mm -hmm. um, I think that keeps us stuck in that place of woundedness, that that Mm -hmm. unhealth. And so I think that, and I mean, and that's the idea of what we do in in therapy is that we help people to grow, to change, to recover Mm. and to, to heal. You know, I think it's important. And I want to also stress that when I said this present is our happy place at all healthy, right. I really, you know, I appreciate what you said. And I think it's, that is really important. I get that the present, the reality for a lot of people is unbearable. Right. I can't live right. there. I can't even be there for exactly, second, you know? Right. And so they find other ways to escape it sometimes right. in unhealthy ways. Right. But and so I want to just say, I, exp- I want to express to an- anyone listening that I sh- empathize and feel for that person. Right. And I feel like what you're saying, Jeff, is that really someone in that place, they kind of need, they almost need a coach, a helper, a hand, a professional right. to help right. them in that space because it's so hard to be there. They need, right. they need someone to help kind of hold their hair back. <laughs> right. And, 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 you know, everybody's been in that space where you just, mm-hmm. you were helpless in that sense. And right. someone came and, and was with you. So, right. man, that is important. And I think, right. uh, I hope, I hope we can help each other find that. Right. Uh, and that the uh, things that I were, was talking about as being unhealthy, the idea of avoidance or the idea of denial, mm. it's, they are unhealthy, but they also are the things that help us survive in the yeah. moment, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, avoidance long-term is unhealthy. Denial long-term is unhealthy. In the short term, that might be the thing that allows you to survive the moment. Yeah. So you could get your feet underneath you and yeah. begin to, to accept begin to face and begin to experience and think about those, those hurtful mm-hmm. things. Right. I think I, I, I imagine many people have experienced, you know, a hard thing, a trauma in their life and their family where in the moment 
they were kind of surprised that it wasn't hitting them. And then all of a sudden, maybe surprisingly, weeks at me thought they were, they did, well, I guess I handled that okay. But then here a month or two later, all right. of a sudden something is happening and they realize, or maybe they don't realize, but something's going on and, and that's really it. It's, it's right. coming later, you know? Right. Uh, so I know that's how I've experienced that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's kind of interesting. The thing that helps us to survive in the moment, if we live in that and carry that on, for, it could be the thing that destroys us, right? Yeah. Well, because we're not, um, we're not, we're not allowing ourselves to to go beyond that space, that place. Right. Keeps you us know stuck what you there. you talked about, Kierkegaard, Kierkegaard mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and his. His definition, what did he call anxiety? He called it a dizziness of freedom, a dizziness of freedom. And so what we've done, if we, we've just frozen ourselves, we don't, we haven't That's allowed it. ourselves. You get paralyzed right. because you have, you have so many choices. You can't make a choice and you're just stuck. Right. I work, I've worked with people. You probably have listeners who do this, that they avoid making a decision until the decision's made for them. Hmm. Right. Hmm. Until either somebody else makes the decision or a deadline passes in which you had to make the decision. And because you didn't, it was already made for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, and not with mostly with mine is the deadline one. Right. Like I have an option to do something and there's a deadline right. and I'm thinking about it and thinking about it. And I don't want to yeah. spend the money. If it's like a, like here it is for me, it's a lot of times it's like entering uh which I think and it's all a racket anyway, entering songwriting mm-hmm. competitions and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know, and I have done a, f- I've done a few things and got, and actually, you know, had success with that. But anyway, th- it's stuff like that, you know, it, the deadline you think you should, should you, it's not life threatening things, but I mean, no, but that's the idea of this is that it, it, we aren't just talking about something that people who have a, unhealthy debilitating level of anxiety experiences Mm -hmm. we're talking about you know from that philosophical perspective this is that pressure that we all feel all the time it's a healthy you know a healthy force in our life we we are forced to make a decision right and some of us do that well some of us don't do that well some of Mm -hmm. us do that kind of seamlessly and we've kind of learned to live with our choices our decisions Others of us have not done that seamlessly. We we fret over it. We worry about it. We we are yeah. afraid of what if I do this and it doesn't work out, or what if I don't do it? Or I should have. And, and so that's that whole idea of like managing that force in our life. Yeah, yeah, this is good. This is good, Jeff. I feel like you know whether there's a pandemic or not. I think we're always going to have feelings and we're always going to be feeling pressure some way. And I feel like the things we're talking about now, while it might be hitting home with people because of extra pressure that we Mm -hmm. all feel, I think that we're all going to need these ideas and these thoughts and these encourage, this encouraging conversations. So let's, um, we'll just keep, let's just keep having you back. And uh, I think I'll actually buy you a, a microphone that you can plug in and then you can be a legit podcaster. <laughs> and you could be our, you can be our, our special mental health correspondent. Oh, there you go. And we'll have you back on our podcast. Uh, um, you know, just for things like that. Does that sound good? Sure. <laughs> Glad to do it. I, you know, hopefully it's, it's 
promoting mental health. I'm not stressing people out. No, I think it's good. I think it's really, I, I really did hear from a lot of folks that were, you know, express this and so we want to we do want to share it with as many people as we can so as a listener if you're out there listening we hope that this has been helpful for you and if you found it helpful please do share it with your friends put it out there um that's why we that's why i do with this podcast is for it to be helpful so if you could do that that would be good and um if you want to send us email if you want to ask a question if you have a question of jeff if you want to ask a question you can send an email to me and i'll get it to jeff send it to chip at chiprichter.com and um is that okay jeff yeah i think though you should like hijack the click and clack brothers uh shtick <laughs> where they said send it in on a uh twenty dollar bill right there you it go twenty dollar bill yeah. mail us your question i like your thing <laughs> all right my brother is leading me down path of riches here we go <laughs> So if you have if you time. have a question for Jeff, well, I'll take you can send it on a twenty dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do want to hear what you're thinking though, and let us know what's working and, and what's helpful and what you'd like to hear more of. And if you have a recommendation for us for an interview with somebody, an author, someone that you've heard, or we'll try to get them on our podcast. Why not? You can always ask. What's the worst that can happen? They say no, right? There you go. My feelings won't be hurt too bad. I could, if they are, I could talk to my brother a little bit. All, you know. <laughs> all right, Jeff. Thanks for joining us. Sure we'll thing. See you guys, we'll see. We'll see you guys later. And uh, be safe. Be well. Thanks for listening.